G1 Climax coverage here on the Troopany Show with today at the G1. My name is James Troopany and today we were back in the Edeon Arena in Osaka for the second night. 2,640 people were there to witness the Block B get under the way. Now Block B has got some big names in it. It was interesting to see uh, how they would react to the matches from Block A and the, the differences between the two. We saw some welcome comebacks to the to Japan from the United States, and we saw some incredibly good matches. Now, I thought Block A night was really strong with some obvious weaknesses, but this was really, really cool to watch, and it was a full stop card. We started with Yotosuji versus Gabriel Kidd. Nine minutes and 15 seconds of a really stonking Young Lions match. I cannot say enough about Yotosuji at the moment. He's working really hard, and Gabriel Kidd is excellent too. Um... Excellent work in seeing them together. Two big lads having a big banging match, and the crowd was so into this. They were really up for this this particular night, but they had a lot of exciting matches to go. Some big rematches from Wrestle Kingdom, and some all-time favourite New Japan feuds to add another chapter to. So they were really into this, and it worked really, really well for them. Uh, Yotosuji and Gabriel Kidd are probably, you know, ready for something else, I think. Their dojo time might be over fairly soon, just because... They're really good. This is really, really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Next up was Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi. They went 15 minutes and 57 seconds. Juice coming back in his Joliet Jake Blues Brothers attire. Of course, Juice is from, is announced from Joliet in Illinois, just like Jake was from the Blues Brothers. Um, in his sparkly black uh, suit with a pork pie hat and a pair of shades, he looked really cool. And Yoshihashi looked like he meant it. This was a G1 match to remember, actually. This was really good. Um, Yoshihashi had quite the push to try and get him back to G1 standard to be expected to be in the G1 at a certain level. Uh, him, Ishii and Goto got some heat back with winning the six-man tag team championships and taking them very seriously in that big defense in the Chaos versus Chaos match at Kurikan Hall. Um, and... Juice has been well missed. He got a, such a big pop for coming back, uh, and the fans really adored seeing him. Yoshihashi was on top form. It was some of his best work. He worked a headlock for the first four minutes of this match, and it was just breathtaking to watch. It was so good to see both of them working so well. Really loved this matchup, and uh, well worth a watch if you want to go back and look at things. Next up in round B, in block B, was Toriyano versus Sonada. Which Toriano takes the win. Now, this is kind of reflective of where Sonada is in the company at the minute. A Toriano loss is no real big shakes. It doesn't say an awful lot. I mean, John Moxley lost to Toriano last year. However, to not start off well puts him behind, which gives him a bit of an underdog story to tell. He has lovely new gear. I'm glad we've gone back to something a bit different than the school pirate that we've had in recent weeks <laughs> or recent months. So it's nice to see him change his gear up. Uh, Toriano is Toriano, and this was a lot of fun to watch because Sonata has got that, because he's so stoic and so straight, he's the ideal guy to wrestle Toriano because Sonata has a sense of humor about him. And he tried to get the Paradise Lock on in the aisle to lock up Toriano so he set the count out victory. 
but one of the young boys, I'm not sure if it was who it was, unlocked Torriano, and then Sonata tried getting him in the Paradise Lock, and Torriano, whilst he was trying to do that, managed to tape their ankles together, and Hates wins the match, and that was brilliant. I just loved that. It was ace. So yeah, Torriano and Sonata was great. Kenta versus Hiroki Goto was outstanding, I have to say. Kenta uh, is best when he's got somebody he can have a real go at. He's an underdog heel, which is a, a rare thing to pull off. When you're only 210 pounds and you're going for guys against bigger, you've got to do an awful lot to come out as a dominant force, as a heel character, especially when you don't really cheat. You know, you've got a lot of things. He's not a chicken shit heel. He's a kind of stoic character as a chip on his shoulder. And to do that really well against someone like Goto is an incredible feat. But Kenta is just one of those once-in-a-generation wrestlers. I don't think he will ever do as well in New Japan as he would like to, just because he isn't a New Japan guy. However, the match quality he's going to have is going to be exceptional, and he has a load of bunch of new guys he's never wrestled before or had time for. So this, this is one of those matches that was like something I was kind of looking forward to, and it delivered. I liked it. It was a big, strong hitters match. I really enjoyed it. It was fun, and it was good to watch. Um, possibly slightly long. But considering what's going on next and the next two matches, you've got an awful lot to fit in. And of course, of course, Toriyano versus Sonata was never going to be an epic, so you had plenty of time to play with. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil. Oh, baby, this was awesome. This was such a good match. Zack Sabre Jr. had that losing streak last year, which kind of put him back in his G1 kind of idiom. His character is the guy that wins all the tournaments. He's a tournament wrestler. He's... You know, he's kind of like genetically made to be a great tournament guy. That's the kind of story they try and like to tell with Zack Sabre Jr. But last year, he just kind of got bamboozled and just couldn't find a groove and ended up losing a bunch of matches and was catching up for the rest of the tournament. This year, the brain is back in gear. He's got his head square. And his first match against Evil, who had that monster push over the spring, uh, gave you an awful lot to think about as far as... Um, where their position is in the company. And this match with Evil was a lot of fun to watch. The guys at Cage Match so far this morning, after six votes, have given it a 6.57, so nearly 7 out of 10. And I don't like number assessments, as you know, but it, it, it was certainly popular. The fans seemed to enjoy it. And the fans in attendance definitely enjoyed it. There was a little bit of Dick Togo in action, as you would expect, because it's Evil, who's Evil. Um, but having said that, Zach, the way Zack Sabre Jr. dealt with him, the only kind of thing that it does for me is the fact that Zack dealt with him so easily kind of negates the reason for him being there. You know, Dick Togo is supposed to be the guiding hand that helps evil, but if he can't stay out of the way of Zack Sabre Jr., what good is he? So that kind of undid things a little bit for me. Having said that, the standard was really high. This match was great, and it was a classic power versus science battle with Zack Sabre Jr. coming up with some incredible variations and submission manoeuvres to try and keep him in place, and this was exceptional. The main event for the evening was another chapter in the great unending story between Tetsuya Nato and Hiroshi Tanahashi. The double champion walks into the building, a man on fire, having taken back his titles uh, at the baseball stadium show last month, and he looks unbeatable at the moment. He looks like a guy who's on top of his game, he loves his wrestling again. He is in charge of the company, really, as the face of the company at the moment, as the double champion. 
and it looks like it, and he looks like he's enjoying himself. You know, he comes into this match relaxed, and Hiroshi Tanahashi, again, there was kind of like, you know, myself included, a belief that this may be his, you know, his, his finally going off the boil. But again, after matches like this, why, why would you have him off the boil? He was exceptional. You know, he works really well. This story between Tanahashi and Nato is, is just great. It's just a brilliant, brilliant thing. And I love it so very, very, very much. Um, it was really, really good. But they did also do some ridiculous spots. Uh, Tanahashi's ultra-deep uh, dragon screw leg whips, which really yanked on the knees of Nato. And also the high fly flows from Tanahashi... There was three of them, uh, one uh, standing one. I think there was one to the floor, one standing, and one big splash, which he missed the big splash, but he shouldn't really be doing those. He doesn't have the knees to do it with. As one commentator put it on Twitter, this is a race to see who's got a better knee surgeon. And it was kind of the match you hope these two will always have, but you know there is a finite resource about how many of these matches these two can have. Um... Having said that, I did enjoy it. The whole match was fantastic. It was great. And um, they have a hell of a legacy to build up to. Tanahashi doesn't beat NATO anymore. He can't do. That's the story within the show. Within the show. And you know it's obvious that NATO has to win. Not just for uh, the mathematical reasons of the tournament, but because NATO has put Tanahashi behind him. He's done with him now. In the same way Okada has now. Tanahashi is firmly in third place. Uh, as far as the company goes, but in the hearts of the fans, he'll always be the ace, the one in a hundred wrestler, and there's no knocking that. He is absolutely fantastic. Even at this late stage in his career, he is still a main event worthy wrestler and one of the top five or six male wrestlers in the world, um, and you'd watch him wrestle forever, and I'll still watch him wrestle forever. He's still such good value for money as a professional wrestler. Tessie Nato, a lot of the... How can I put this? The in-ring performances of the last two years have been patchy because that was his character and this still flows through. The running Destino doesn't get the job done still. He still has to go to his other moves to make sure that he gets the win, especially against a high-caliber opponent like Tanahashi. Will he have to against, I don't know, uh, let's see, Kenta or Yano or whoever else he has to wrestle in this tournament? It's going to be interesting to see for sure. I... He has to lose at some point because I don't see him winning the tournament. I kind of see Evil or Kenta. It's a good range of options, to be honest. If you're going to take somebody to Wrestle Kingdom, Tanahashi and Nato are the obvious ones from this group. But I wouldn't want Nato to win the G1 as champion because I want someone to challenge. I can see him losing the final and then that would be interesting and be intriguing. He's the obvious one from this group. Tanahashi is fairly obvious. Uh, Kenta perhaps Zack Sabre Jr. would be an interesting person to have in the final because you're guaranteed a great match but he isn't the guy I'd stick in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom things are still very much open at this stage we have two nights gone and the big names are as you'd expect uh, Hiroshi Tetsuya Nato I should say and maybe as you wouldn't expect but Kota Ibushi the reigning champion you'd ex kind of expect him to do well beating Okada though was interesting so that's two days down of this year's G1 Tomorrow morning will be the True Penny Show, and me and John Densdale will be looking 
at the JWA World League from 1959 to 1960, as well as the All Japan Championship Carnival from 1980, just to see what old school tournaments were like and how things have developed into the modern format. And to be honest with you, it's not much difference. But me and John will talk about that later today as you hear this. In fact, you will, we'll be recording before you hear this. So me and John will be talking about that. That will be the, that'll be the show for tomorrow. I will be back on, he says, looking up his dates on Cage Match. I will be back on the 23rd, and we will be at Sapporo, Hokkaido, Japan. Uh, Gabriel Kidd versus Yui Omura. Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb. Ooh, corking. Yujiro Takahashi versus Tatsuchi Okada for the 3,472nd time this year. Minoru Suzuki versus Tai Chi, the big Suzuki gun versus Suzuki gun battle, which we didn't have last year with no Suzuki, with no Suzuki, so that's going to be interesting. Tomohiro Ishii versus Billiam Ocean Spray. Uh, I hope Ishii blocks his, knocks his block off. Kota Ibushi versus Jay White. That is a match worth waiting for. I'm really looking forward to seeing those two wrestle. But that is today's show on Today at the G1. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye!